0: What makes a person of interest? Coach Michael Burke. cuts to the chase. Interviewing some of the biggest names in the world. How do they think? What makes them tick? What are their thought processes? And how they became a person of interest.
1: Hey there, I'm Coach Michael Burke, the super coach. Every week I come to you uh, and I interview people of interest from around the world. Many years ago I wrote a book called Person of Interest. And at the time, I was a little aspiring person of interest. Like, like I saw people of interest and I'm like, man, I, one of these days, when I grow up, I want to be a person of interest just like that person. We believe people of interest attract business versus chase it. We believe they're living interesting lives. They're hanging around interesting people. They're typically making some interesting money. So we have scoured the planet to find people of interest. This week is no different. I've got a really interesting character here that, uh, man, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed looking at his work. Uh, I look at unique names, unique processes. Uh, the name of the company is unique we're going to talk about. But Mike R.C. is an entrepreneur, speaker, coach, advertising professional that owns Loud Rumor. I want to come back to that because I love the name. A seven-figure advertising agency for fitness studios, independent gyms. Mike's also the host of a video podcast called The Goat. I know what that's all about, man. Show where he interviews people who are arguably the greatest... Of all time at what they do, so Mike, thank you. I'm in Tennessee, outside of Nashville, Tennessee. You're in uh, Arizona. I want man, thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm actually excited, Mike. I love, I love
0: your stuff too, so I'm looking forward to having a conversation.
1: Well, let's go back to the beginning. Let, loud rumor. I, I, I'm thinking about because I live in Nashville, and and I, and we had Lee Bryce speak it, speak it, uh, you know, play it something a year ago, and he had a song called "There's a Rumor Going Round." And this loud—it's like it's just two different words that don't seem to go together. Like it's a rumor, but it's a loud rumor. Like, where, like, how did you come to that? Where did you come up with that?
0: Well, you know, uh, first we knew that we wanted to come up with a name that has no chance of being taken anywhere. So, like, you looked at names back then when we started at like Twitter and MySpace and you know Yelp and Kudzu, and all those names didn't mean anything, but they meant something, right? Like Google meant something, but no yes. one knew the whole story right. to it. Same thing with all those names. And so for us, you know, we realize that when it comes to small business, um, where they really take off is once that community really starts talking about them, right? And it's almost like you start hearing about it from multiple friends. You're like, I got to go there eventually, right? And yes. that's the rumor. You know, rumor has like a bad association to it. But in reality, like sometimes rumors are good. Like that's a good rumor, right? Like I, I hear that this place is amazing. And then loud, it's, you know, internet is essentially, it's a microphone. It's ultimately what it is, right? Like... We've all got a message, but instead of plugging it in print and, you know, doing stuff like the old days where you set up tents and do whatever you can do now, I mean, you just amplify the hell out of it with Facebook, with YouTube, with Instagram, with, you know, LinkedIn, with everything. And so, um, you know, w- w- the rumor is going to happen. That's what that's our goal is, is to really spread the news and get it out there. But we're going to use the most amplifying tools uh, available to us. Nice.
1: What what sets your background up? What type of unique background do you have to, to, to do? Because now, you know you know this cause you're coaching people like you're coaching people and how to run, you know, uh, you do average side of agency for fitness studios, independent gyms, but, but there's something, there's a lot of coaches out there that have never done anything. Right. Like I say, they've never won a championship. They've never built a business, but they're, but they're, but they call themselves a coach and they want to coach. So talk to, talk to us about your unique background that you had.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I started, I had 22 jobs before I was 27. So I've worked in a lot of places I moved around a lot and that doesn't mean I kept I had the shortest lifespan at every place. I worked at some place for a few years, but I always had like three jobs. I like I was I got I liked making money. I really did. Um I did it the wrong way. I traded a lot of my time for money at the time. And so basically I had no time left <laughs> by the time I got there or by the time I, I got home. But um I always worked several jobs and you know, a lot of my jobs was, you know, making money on the side. So even when I was training people, I would train them, you know, at nine o'clock at night or four in the morning for or after time, I was a personal trainer. Um, I was a martial arts instructor. Uh, I was a waiter. I did all that stuff, right? But um, personal training—something I got—I would say that and martial arts, I got the most into. Um, I really knew how to make money at it. I knew how to sell it. I knew how to service it, um, and then I knew how to develop my team to be able to uh, replicate a lot of the stuff that I was doing. So we—so I didn't have to be the only one. Setting up the appointments, closing the deals, you know, extending the extending the lifetime customer value by increasing pricing and all that stuff. So, um, I love doing it, and I did that for a while. And uh, I, you know, in the gym business, in the fitness business, you get recruited a lot. So I moved, you know, I would get taken from one club, and another club would offer me some really great stuff, and that, that kept going for a while. I Eventually, started my own personal training company. Uh, did that for a little, and then I um, I realized what I really loved most about everything was the sales and marketing of it all, and so. I uh, went over to start doing that but I did it for anyone. I, to me it was business was business so I took on a dentist, I took on lawyers, I took on you know auto shops, r- real estate it didn't matter. Um as long as you need more members, more customers, more clients, I wanted to help you get there. So I didn't have a problem getting them results. I had a problem getting me results and the reason is my content was so diluted because I did everything for anyone. You know, I'd have built your rocket ship if you gave me money. That's kind of what I did. And uh, I needed to get a little bit more um, clear for, for my audience as to who I am and who I can help the best. So, mm. and in 2015, I made the decision to marry the two passions I've had, which was fitness and marketing, right? Sales and marketing I'm putting together because I love them both. And I see you can't have one without the other. And um, so we niched and uh, it was scary. Uh, but January, 2016, we made the full switch over everything, all of our content online, everything. And since then, I mean, we've literally 13 X um, our business and and that's in revenue, but in, profit. Um, I mean, we went from an average of 8% net profits and you know, having, having years where just in the last three, we had 26%, 30% net profit. So it's just been an exciting time. And uh, I would say niching and I guess becoming a person of influence in my particular space, um, you've got a good point, Michael. You wrote a good book. So yeah, it, it works. It matters and it helps a lot for everyone. Everyone gets help faster if you can do that.
1: So I think you bring up a lot of great points there. I, I'm a big believer that I know the book, Find Your Why, Start With Why was, was very popular. But, but, I, but I'm gonna, for a second, I'm going to take a stance that I disagree that you have to find your why before you do something big in the world. I'm going to take a stance as a guy who's coached thousands of people that many times we find our purpose in the pursuit of something. Like, like, like you don't find it, it finds you, which is kind of what I'm hearing from your story. As you, you're trying, you're doing these 22 different things, and then you come to this realization, hey, I, as you were pursuing something, this is who I am. This is who I can help people the best at. and I'm going to marry these passions. And when you did, then you niched the business. Now, what would you say? You, you and I both are friends with Grant Cardone. I just watched this uh, uh, interview with him and, um, Jordan Belfour, which, uh, which was, which was pretty interesting. Quite combative, but 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 there was a lot of great takeaways there. And Cardone talks about in there the need to have lots of products, the the need to have products. What 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 are the products that you sell today? Like for a person that's out there, it's interesting because I just co- started coaching out in California to a husband and wife that are going into a to a, a gym consulting business. They own some successful gyms. They sold those gyms and got a good cash out. Now they're going to try to coach other people in this. And they came to me to be their coach. Uh, and so so t- tell it to me a little bit about your product suite and how you help help a gym
0: expand. Yeah, and I think Grant has a great point. It's, um, you know, because not everybody's ready right now. And it could be because they're not the decision maker. It could be because um, they don't have the resources to even handle what that particular product offers if it succeeds in the way it's supposed to. Um, so yes, we have... Uh, larger products, which include, I mean, everything you can imagine, um, to help your fitness studio grow and develop. So I'll, I'll start top down, right? So top down, we've got our LRVT program, Loud Rumor Virtual Training, and that is um, integrated with our advertising program. So not only we run the Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, the Waze ads, um, Google Display ads, and then you know integrate with you know landing page funnels and marketing funnels and sales funnels and all that stuff. A lot of automation kicks in. But that's the ad uh, side of it. The agency, the LRVT side is now we align you with coaching, um, and not just any coaches. Uh, I've I got people on my team here that we've now brought on that have sold, you know, uh, Orange Theories, many Orange Theories that they've owned for over a hundred million dollars. I have people on my team that um, they've ran for thirty years and they sold their their stock in. Uh, companies like crunch fitness to come and work here and be a part of loud Room in what we're doing um people that have led the way in all the fitness franchise have been the top one top two salespeople in the entire country so now they work with me right they work for me and the reason we've done that is because i want to be able to coach so if you're a studio owner you're in your fourth fifth year business you're stuck i not only want to give you the ads but i want to show you hey look this is how these guys are closing deals and they're going to jump on a group call with you every week and a private call with you once a month because you've got to get this all in order and we're going to give you a structured training path as well because you have a different problem than my last guy. My last guy's got a retention problem. I got a different structured path for him. You on the other hand have a sales problem. So I've got a different path for you. And so we're really developing them. That's a bigger package, um, but it's an incredible, right? And then we go down where you can have pieces of that all the way down to the very low end where you can buy a, a booklet, right? Just like Grant Cardone's got a booklet. I, I, yeah. he shared an idea with me that he did for the millionaire booklet. Shared his contact with me, and yep. I got fitness marketing secrets. I got uh, fitness selling secrets. I'm writing agency GSD right now, and I bought 28 domains for fitness finance secrets, fitness operation secrets, fitness upselling secrets, and I, I got the domains. I just got to write the books, and you know, we give them away for free, just pay, pay shipping, and uh, so it goes all the way from that, right? You know, and now worst case scenario, at least buy a book, you know, absolutely. Well, what
1: what kind of role can I have there at Loud Rumor? Can you can you put me on payroll and let me help you out? Let me
0: be one of your coaches. I, uh, I, yeah, I, actually, you know, do you know Cameron Harold? No, I don't. Cameron Harold uh, is awesome. Um, he's known as a CEO whisper, but he's he was a COO of One Eight Hundred Got Junk. Um, all his content is really gathered around helping the COO. So he's got a podcast called Second in Command Podcast. He's got COO Alliance. He interviews the COOs of really remarkable companies, huge companies, and he only coaches businesses that are doing at least $8 million in annual revenue. So he's one of our coaches and he's actually going to be contributing. He's not really focused on the fitness industry, but as a whole, developing culture and processes for a company, he's, he's, he's got it. So I uh, we've got him contributing to the Learning Center as well, several other people like that. So I'd be more than happy to have you contribute and do some trainings for us in our LRVT, get your name out, and then... Yeah. The way we set it up is, if anybody wants to learn more from you, we usually provide a custom link that we have point to an affiliate link, and then we have relationships that way.
1: Well, I like the fact uh, one of our clients built built I think twelve orange theories or in Houston, Texas, and then sold those for a pretty high multiple. So, uh, so, so I like that a lot, Mike. Uh, I, I I really really like that concept, and I like the fact that you're stacking your your arsenal with these high-power professionals who have done it. This is important because I say, who's coaching you? There needs to be a demonstrated capacity. They need to have shown a demonstrated capacity to do it before they're coaching other people. Now, what year did you reach this seven-figure business? When did you – because I know looking back in my – I was a high school women's basketball coach, if you don't know, and I built this national powerhouse – uh, it took me 10 years to build this national powerhouse and people were constantly asking me, what are you doing with the kids? So that's that's what prompted me to start writing books. I had no intention of coaching adults. Uh, and then I'd go out there and speak on the books and they'd say, well, how much would it cost for you to coach our team? And then I at, and then Dell Computers paid me more in an hour than I made in a month. So I was like, OK, hey, those somebody else will help those kids. <laughs> and and uh, so I retired, you know, but it was really my third year because 96% of small businesses will never break seven figures. Yeah. Right. And and 4% 4 will break a million of revenue. When did, when did you, when did you really start hitting it, man? And when did you, and what was the
0: catalyst for that? We started our business November, 2009. So we're coming up on our 10 year mark, uh, a few months. And we were stuck at, um, we, we finally got to about 500 K in annual revenue in year three. And then we were stuck there until about year seven. And then, we doubled it in year you know seven and then year eight we doubled it again, I mean, we tripled it I think in year eight year nine we doubled that um we'll, we'll do we'll do probably twelve or thirteen now this year um uh, but we we have just started seeing like i guess what a lot of people call that tipping point, which is like it's a mythical term until you for a while right it's like does this mything tipping point even exist? It seems like a legend but it doesn't really happen, but uh it finally happens I think it's happened here over the last couple of years. And so every month is getting exponentially better. We're at the point where we're like eight months in a row breaking record of previous sales month and we're not really doing much different. And I'm going into the office maybe three, four days a week at this point. I'm really at the... Now my my main focus is recruiting people like I've explained to you that are on my team. Um, so I'm, I'm some of these people are taking me six to eight months to you know date and get on board finally. And uh, nice. so that's my job now and creating content, of course, and then traveling to different studios. Uh, across the country to just really understand what they're doing and how they're doing it, meet with franchisors. So in the office, I put in maybe you know two to four hours a week, and I would say twenty to fifty hours a week doing some other cool stuff that is mm-hmm. more impactful. But um, next year, um, I wouldn't be surprised if our company can do twenty twenty five with the people that we just brought on board and, yeah. and just keep going from there.
1: And 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 just out of curiosity, as you have ha- bring these higher power people on, are they are they compensated? Like, like how if you were teaching a person out there because you know obviously your building this to where this company's built around your unique ability you're now out there doing what you love doing you're hiring people to come on and do it the company's getting up there and you know you think feel like you can get to 25 million here pretty soon how do you how do you compensate these people is it is it is it I, I, like talk to people that are looking
0: to grow and scale something? I think a lot of it depends on who they are, right? So we have people that are entrepreneurial, and they need to be compensated very different than just high level, C level, you know, executives, right? C level executives and you know VP level guys, um, you know, if you give them a good base, you know, ninety to one hundred and fifty k, and give them some really great bonus opportunities, um, that's usually a lot better than what they were before. Uh, especially in the fitness industry, usually it's very low base, high commission, and so um, that that usually locks them in, no problem. Uh, people that have sold portions of businesses or sold businesses to join us, um, I had to create opportunities where it 's almost like they 're getting a chance to create a business within the business and so okay. um, like one guy, Matt, we gave him the LRVt team that project and it 's like look you know you you 've got twenty businesses that you 've built to seven figures, right which he has he 's built set, twenty out of twenty have reached seven figures in the last eight years. Um, and so I said, I want you to come here and I want you to take this to seven figures as well. That's his first milestone is taking seven figures. And, um, you know, I compensate him where he gets a percentage, basically the, the department gets a budget, right? And just like a, just like you as a, co- like as a business owner, right? If I got a business, I've got my costs. Um, I'm sorry. I got my revenue and then I've got my expenses and then I, I keep whatever's left. Right. And those costs are broken up. You got your cogs, you got your OPEX. And so for him, I say, look, whatever it takes for you to run this department and hit your goals, here's your budget every month, right? I give him like a $23,000 budget. Okay. Once you hit this milestone, then we going to make the budget a percentage of revenue. And then whatever you don't need is yours. So if let's say the, the budget's up to a hundred grand a month and you only need 25K to run the department, that's 75K a month's yours. If you need more, you need more. You can always put more fuel in the fire. That includes advertising costs, tools, software, people. But um, for him, it's like so. Basically, I'm running a business, and I get my own financial statement. Yes, and uh, mm. so he sees the opportunity in it. Um, the five main people that are really running this project, um, we all we're all aiming for the same thing: 100 million by 2025. It's not only doable; it's it's almost irresponsible nice. if we don't hit it. It's it's just it's there for us. We just got to go get it. So nice. now it's multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. Nice.
1: All right, I got two more questions for you. One. Um, this concept of the greatest of all time, this podcast, right? Like, how do you, how do you, like, do you, what do you say? Okay, that dude's the number one dude in his area. Like, how do you pick? Cause that's a bold, that's a bold, yeah, those I are mean, bold like,
0: words. like, obviously, you never know who really is the greatest. some <laughs> guy in the <laughs> some crazy idea, right? But I mean, here's the truth. This, there's a reason I started the GOAT podcast. Um, I've learned a lot. There's a couple of really cool things that I think I've come up with on my own that have served me really well. But I would say most everything else has come from really great coaches. I've I've always had a coach. I've got three right now. I've always had a coach. And um, different parts of the business have different coaching. And I wanted more of that. And I I realized that, like, man, these guys are thinking different. They're thinking bigger. And and every time I feel like I get to that next big level, there's another big guy. So the GOAT show came from me meeting uh, Jay Abraham at... Uh, Traffic and conversion summit, like three years ago or two years, whatever it was. And I went to go talk to him, and he looked like he, he didn't give me the time of day. He ignored me. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, "Here's my card. You know, you should buy some of our products." And I was like, man, all I wanted to do was ask this guy like one or two questions. That's it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I get it though. You know, I'm, I'm one in a million here, and so I need to be able to create a platform where these guys not only want to talk to me, but they will spill everything in an hour because they need to position themselves as, as authorities and prove they know their stuff. So not only would they answer my questions, but they'll answer their, my questions really, really well. And then usually I got about a half hour to an hour of setup and breakdown time afterwards, build a relationship and get them in my phone, do all that. And I'll tell you, man, these people um, I build great relationships with. Um, I've, I mean, every episode, whenever you're watching one of those goat show episodes, um, I'm learning. Like I, I'm yeah. like, I'm really taking notes. I'm like really yeah. getting it all. The GSD show—it's a combination of both of us teaching. But the goat show—it's you're just watching me get mentored for yeah. like an hour or so, yeah. and I keep that going. So it was a way for me to build my community, my network, um, credibility as well. Obviously, because if I can get you know stuff online with me with these guys, that helps people know it. You know, um, and then also consulting. So it was it was really really great for me. That's why I did the show. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, it's great. I love it. I love it. All right. Final question for you. What's the number one thing you think a person can do to build their person of interest score? Like, like, obviously for me, speaking at 10x grew, grew, grew my person of interest score. Having best selling books grows your person of interest score. Doing something big grows your person of interest score. You getting your company to 25 million and 100 million grows your person of interest score, right? Like, like I see your eyes lighting up right now, Mike. I see those Mike RC eyes opening up. Now tell, tell me, tell me, What do you think if you were coaching a person out there that they – if they said, man, I need to – I understand that I got to get the top of the funnel going. I got to get more people in the door. I got to get more people to know who I am. I got to get more people.
0: What what would you tell them to do? Um, I would follow the same path I followed. If I had to redo it again, I'd do the same thing. In the very beginning, Like if you go to our lobby right now in our office, there's airport chairs, and the reason there's airport chairs instead of lobby chairs – It represents the amount of traveling I've done. It allows me to tell my story as soon as I get in. I've traveled over 30 states to meet with the best of the best to understand exactly how they do it so I can share it here with you. I'm not going to tell you that I'm the the most amazing fitness studio that's ever lived because I'm not, but I'm an amazing conductor that's got this orchestra of people and I'm playing great music for you based off all of us together, right? And so so I, uh, I would do it again. I continue to travel to the best of the best, the top 5%. These guys love to tell their story. Entrepreneurs love to tell their story. So go down there. What are you doing? How are you doing this with sales? Tell me about it. What do you think you're most successful in? Oh, our retention rates are better than ever. Really? Tell me about your retention. How do you do it? What's your plan? What's your plan? How do you do it? And everyone just tells you everything. Like you'll be surprised how much people give up. They give you it all step by step. They'll share the tools with you, the software, the coaches, the podcasts you listen to, everything. And then once you do that, I mean, as long as you know exactly what the best know, then you know the best material and you could share that out there. And your material is not only um, good, but it's also validated by other really great people because now that you can see those interviews online. And then these other authoritative people will comment back or say, hey, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. With that. I do the same thing. So I would do it again. Meet with the best of the best and yes. learn from them and then reshare what you learn. That's essentially what we do when we buy books and all that, right? Like we learn from the best and then we share it with the world. Well, and, there, and there's
1: no way it can't rub off on you, man. When you play up and get around other people, I can tell... You're well schooled. I can tell you've put the miles in. I can tell you're you're a legit, dude, man. So thank you for being on Person of Interest. I love spending time with people of interest. I took some notes. I got a page of notes here from you, Mike. I'm a, I'm coachable. I'm coachable, guys. I've been talking to Mike RC, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, advertising professional, owns Loud Rumor. I really like this guy's plan, and um, I'm going to take you up on coming to your office when I come to Arizona. I want to see your place. I want to meet see eyeball to eyeball, man. And listen, wish you much success, on the goat, and uh, I would I would give you some content to put in your platform if uh, if that's something you're interested in. I'm always looking at spreading the message out there. You can pick what you want, and uh, I just want to help you continue to, to get to that 25 and, a, and 100 million. I love it. I love it. I love that. Mike RC, you're a good man. Person of interest, guys. Thank you for joining me today on Person of Interest. We believe people of interest attract business versus chase it. We believe that people of interest move the world forward, and we're grateful for those people that, in, that inspire us. Mike, thank you, big guy.